Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are to wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. April 2nd. 2021, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Call. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Nick Roush, Douglas the producer in Indiana as Roush is in Ohio, and I am in Kentucky. Three states represented here on your Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Nick Roush, good Friday to you. Good Friday to you as well. Is that... I've always found that to be a weird contradiction. Like, hey, good Friday, but that's the day Jesus died. Like, could we? Shouldn't it be bad Friday? Yeah. Well, no, it's good because you know he 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 sacrificed his life for all of us sinners, and yeah, that's but still that's though, a, like, that's a I good watched, thing. I watched the Passion. It's pretty gory. Like, you think we could just come up with a better name? I don't know. Like, like a. a, a some good, some bad Friday. Yeah, yeah, like just okay Friday. Like something, like some good things are coming, but like today, you know, just it's a little somber. Yeah, Friday. like uh, it, you know, because every Friday is typically good anyway. So like, I, you know, weekends getting ready to start. We we like Fridays, but the you know getting getting just tortured and murdered eh, doesn't sound very good to me. Well, I was going to ask you, what's your favorite station of the cross? Oh, got to be uh, wiping the face. Big Shroud of Turin fan over here. You know, that that's actually, uh, that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's, uh, that's a good call. I think when Jesus dies, that's pretty important. Yeah, it is important. But if you say that, yeah, Jesus dying is my favorite station, you know. Eh. Yeah, but he can't come back to life if he doesn't die, you know. That's why a lot of people say Christmas is their favorite holiday. If Jesus isn't born, you you don't get everything else. So oh, uh, it, yeah. it, nothing to do with presents. What? Yeah, absolutely nothing to do with presents whatsoever. Yeah, not, not, nothing at all. Yeah, uh, one thing that kind of, you know, if I could have a talk with the big guy would be – we should be able to meet meat today. Oh, like what today with the embargo? Yeah. I, and I always had my own little personal philosophy and that was bad. Like I, it was also cause I could always find stuff like online and be like, ha, see right here. It says you don't have to eat meat on Friday, <laughs> but you totally do on good Friday. So I, I, I've always said the compromise should be after three o'clock. You should be able to eat meat. Cause like once he's once, you know, once he dies and the suffering's over, right? Like, you know, well, I think in general, it's like, you know, cause I'm pretty sure today is supposed to be like a day of fasting. Um, well, every, I, every, Friday, every Friday is supposed to be a day of fasting. People forget that you're only supposed to have one meal on Lent Fridays and nobody does it, but I thought, see, maybe, is, today, is today a no meal day? I see. I think, I think it's just, uh, I, I thought there was only the case for like two of them. I thought those were the rules, but I also don't remember my religion class from middle school very well. So, uh, ne- nevertheless, I-, I would think though that today is supposed to be a day of mourning or so, 
so like uh, should you just chow down on that ribeye uh, probably not no yeah I, I guess you're right but after three o'clock he, he passed away like you know it's like all right well somewhat we gotta live we can't we can't do this forever you know we gotta we gotta, <laughs> we gotta move on to other things what was your good friday catholic grade school routines like did you do so we we would always have i think was it sixth grade would put on stations of the cross oh wow see during regular lent it was stations every friday um yikes but- yeah, but you know, you know, it didn't take as long. You start at two, you're in there 30 minutes, and then you basically just in school there. So, uh, but wow. I don't, we, we were out of school quite a bit on Good Friday. I think it would go back and forth, um, uh, mm-hmm. between that and the day after Easter. Um, but I think for the most part, we were out. I do remember watching a Jesus of Nazareth movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was very popular back in the day. And we had a, uh, one of our teachers, she, you know, she would bought the grape juice and bread. And that was our kind of, you know, all right, we're here's Good Friday. We're watching. We're watching some Jesus. Yeah, uh, that we. I think we watched that as well. Yeah, we didn't do Stations of the Cross every Friday in Lent, but uh, Good Friday. It seemed like Good Friday sometimes would springboard us into spring break. Uh, but you are right. Mm. I think there was a couple times where it was spring break. But you'd always we'd always have that half day. But we do Stations of the Cross. But I swear, like the strictest our teachers would be at St. Raphael would be leaving that like you know. Passion of the Christ, basically, it just put on by sixth graders, which was uh, that was also kind of an interesting dynamic. It'd be like, oh, that's Jesus. I think Jesus got into cigarettes earlier than anybody else in his class. Huh, that's funny. <laughs> and then like Judas would be like, you know, the teacher's pet. And you'd be like, oh, this seems this this seems all weird and, and wrong. But we they were they'd be so strict about after like it was over. If you said a word the rest of the day, like if you talked the rest of the day, you were in big trouble. Now, again, all we had to do was basically be dismissed afterwards and then just wait for our parents to pick us up or until they'd open the door so we could walk home. But you weren't allowed to like make a, a literal peep. It was so it was such be like so somber and silent. And then once, of course, you were like outside school grounds, you'd be like, hell yeah, it's spring break or at a minimum. Hell yeah, it's a half day. Uh, so that good Friday. We always. uh Always look, always look forward to Good Friday. Peeps, most overrated Easter candy. They're horrible, and I won't hear anything else. Yeah, the um, the wife is actually a fan of them. We got oh, some for this weekend. Uh, I'm not going to consume any of them. I, I basically have a peep once every you know five or six years just to remind myself that I dislike them. Uh, you know, or you're like, do I really hate these guys? And then you take a bite and you're like, oh, yeah, this is garbage. Um, but what I do, my, my preferred Easter candy is the chocolate covered marshmallow eggs. Those are very tasty. Yeah, I'm out on that. I'm just, uh, I just want chocolate with my Easter candy. Like Any your Reese's all, like, eggs? Those are very good. Well, I don't want like gooey. Uh, I just want chocolate. Ooh, I guess I, yeah. I should that, say, I, I should that, put that it that way. gooeyness is bad. But no, Reese's eggs aren't gooey though. It's is like it a bad, Cadbury that are. Is it bad to say that I just just give me a good old fashioned chocolate bunny and let me start with the ears and work my way down? Those are great too. And the thing is, is you tell yourself you can you're going to pace yourself, and then two days later, gone. And I feel like that's still a good job of pacing yourself. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for candy. We've been pretty strapped on candy in our household for coming on I think ten days, maybe eleven days. So uh, it'll be good to to get restocked up with uh, in the candy department we hope everybody has a good uh mm-hmm. easter weekend if you celebrate a good holy week if you do yesterday roush the last supper did 
Did, uh, it was Duke's first supper as a full one-year-old, though. Yeah, yeah. How'd that and, go? Well, um, it went well, uh, except when we went out to dinner to celebrate you know, his birthday, my father-in-law's retirement. It was, you know, it was a, it was a big to do. It just took a little bit longer than normal. So we didn't mm. get home in time to eat the cake oh. until, you know, almost eight o'clock, which is typically when Duke goes to bed. Giving a baby cake and icing, lots of icing. I mean, you know, we, we at least were wise enough to only give him like a chunk of the little cake, but my word, it was just like we gave him a sugar IV when he's normally supposed to go to bed. So instead of going to bed around 8, 830, he was up till 1030, 11. And it's the latest he's ever been awake. So fingers crossed that he at least sleeps in uh, this morning, because if not, then it's going to be a long day. Long, long day. Hey, you never uh, he, he, he I think is going to be a good, good one year old. They, they supposedly like ones, twos and threes. They're supposed to be angels. So you're good. Eh, threes I hear is where it gets kind of, you know. I'm kidding. I don't have kids, and yeah, I thought that like twos and threes are actually the worst. So, uh, you know, there, there's, there's that to look forward to. So you still have it easy, actually. So boom, you still have it good. Yeah, still have it good. He's got nephew or he's got cousins to to play with. He he was he at least had a lot of fun while he was all jacked up on sugar. But yeah, uh, it turns out sugar does keep you awake, huh? Hmm. It, it took uh, having a child for a year to figure that out. It's always baffled scientists, but I'm glad that you were able to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my Holy Thursday. Uh, what, what do they call it on Thursday? Yeah, that's right. Holy Thursday. Holy, thir- holy Thursday. Uh, I didn't know if it was like Snitch Thursday or something. Like, if, they had, if they had rechanged the name as time has gone on. Uh, I finally... I, I, you know, without Kentucky playing basketball games, I've, I kind of really enjoyed watching sporting events on the old Pelotron. And you may say like, well, there's been a whole NCAA tournament. Why didn't you just pick, I, I need like, so I need to like have something where I really can't take my eyes off in, in a random NCAA tournament game. Could be a blowout. I can look down at my phone and be fine. I just, you know, the teams I don't care about, it's more of I'm just looking for an exciting finish and all that sort of stuff. So I just had, it hasn't stuck for whatever reason. Or maybe I'm just looking for excuses to be lazy. But last night, Roush, I'm like, all right, I just, I've got to, I've got to have a long, lengthy workout. But I didn't know what to watch. I didn't know, I got to be entertained. And boom, Nolan Hickman, six o'clock. I was like, this works out perfectly. So I clipped in for the Hickman. Oh, and wow. Walk, that's, ooh, man, and, that's going to stick. You better trademark that now. And watched watched his uh, Geico High School National quarterfinal game going against Ty Ty Washington. You've heard that name before, right? Yeah, yeah. Another yeah. player that Kentucky's reportedly reached out to that's uh, actually a high school senior. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to see those two guards go against one another and kind of duel it out. And – it was – I'm happy I did. I really kind of want to talk about it. There, there's a lot uh, of good stuff uh, about Nolan Hickman game uh, about his game. I don't think Ty Ty Washington ends up at Kentucky, but there's a lot to like about him. And uh, I think we got a little better idea, slightly better idea, about Kentucky's future at the point guard position. So uh, one game, did it convince you that Kentucky can – be just fine with Hickman at the point and ask you as his backup in a combination of mints or somebody else coming in. Is that uh, enough? So 
I, I hate saying it. Like, I don't know. I think it's enough. Damn it, Terry. For, we need a take. Come on. I know, but I, I do have a take. I do have a take, but I, I just can't like definitively lie and do, do hot takiness for hot takiness. I think it's enough for Kentucky to be a pretty darn tootin' good team. Like, he Hickman is smooth. And if you all watch the game or if anybody out there, text on into the show, 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We'll go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. But if any of you all watch the game, text in, tell me what you all thought. Hickman is smooth, Roush. Like, he, he, he has – Shea Gilgis Alexander's ability to get where he wants on the floor, and you don't really understand how he did it. That may be a little hyperbole. Like Shea was better, but of the of the same mold. Uh, Nolan Hickman, he he like he's just very fluid with his body. He was doing these like awesome spin moves. He was kind of doing some like jump spin moves, but he was keeping the ball like control of the ball and keeping his dribble open. It was just no, I don't. I don't know how he was doing some of the things he was doing. And he is a phenomenal passer. He will be Kentucky's best passer. He's a better passer than Shea. I, I feel confident in saying that. Better than De'Aaron Fox? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, De'Aaron Fox was so good. Jeez. Uh, I, I mean, just to have that guy be a freshman. Like, I'm starting – it just seems like freshmen are a little different than they used to be. I don't know when uh, – maybe it was when I turned 30 is that I got super old – but uh, De'Aaron Fox is such a good, complete player. But I'd probably go back to Tyler Eulis. I think Nolan Hickman will be Kentucky's best passer since Tyler Eulis. He is a wizard with the ball in his hands. Now, one thing that kind of concerned me is, you know, that's why I had to kind of step back the Shea thing a little bit, is he can't get where he wants, when he wants, every possession. Um, so that concerns me. He can get inside, and he's a great passer, but he can't get inside and finish. He has some limitations, and also it's not like. But he got the thing is, Rush. He got hurt. I don't know what he said. I don't know if he came out and they said what his injury was. At a minimum, he was cramping. But he he got hobbled, and that's when the game went really south for his team. You saw what their team looked like when Nolan Hickman wasn't creating or doing things, and then eventually he. And I think this is also pretty cool, but. He, he got hurt and eventually was like, all right, this game's kind of slipping away. I don't care if I'm hurt or not. I need to go back out there and play. And he wasn't as effective. They kind of took the ball out of his hands a little bit just because he was a little banged up, but he still wanted to be out there. So we didn't get a full game sample size of what Nolan Hickman can do. But when he was healthy, his team was looking like they were going to blow out the other team. And then when he got hurt, it went the other way where the other team, I think, got up eight or nine points and looked like they were going to blow out. So he's a... Special player. He's an important player. He's really, really nice addition for Kentucky. And kudos to the staff for kind of evaluating this dude out in Utah that was not one of your normal giant, you know, he's not a top 10 dude. So uh, kind of evaluating him before the game, being able to get him signed up and committed. He's going to be a really nice player, Roush. Good, good. I I like the Shea comps to an extent. I know, like, we have to th- think in this very narrow frame of mind but it just it just helps us uh project if we can kind of look back at an, another previous cal player and the way that they described his wink span uh it, you know i think in every press release he's six foot two with a six foot eight wingspan uh every they, they make sure they include that uh when when discussing hickman in the kind of 
start and stop. He can handle it in traffic because I think that can mitigate some of the problems that you have if you can't just get wherever you want to go every single possession because you have just explosive athleticism. And that was something that I think Askew really struggled with. I mean, for crying out loud, he just dribbled out of bounds a few times last year. You know, like there, oh, it, it, it took. Were, you know, I've seen Hickman before, and that you're, yeah, it's a great point. And again, we're not trying to do this to knock Askew, but there was just like seeing him just make these cuts. It was like when Askew looks like he may be in quicksand. Good, like I'm glad Kentucky will have a point guard that can go side to side laterally a little quicker. Uh, yeah, you're you're spot on about that. Yeah, so that's encouraging. Uh, now. Like I, I, and I also like the thought of Shea just because that dude didn't come along right away. But my God, he was a superstar by the time he left. I don't know how they're going to approach how they use him, but there are at least a lot of bodies to where even if he is the starting point guard, he could be the starting point guard and play twenty minutes a game just because. There are so many other different pieces that you can work with in the backcourt if Davion Mintz does return too. So. All in all, Terry, I like what I'm hearing so far. Uh, Now, obviously, it's going to be a step up to the next level, um, but he did go up against another top point guard in this game. Uh, Did his his team win? Did they advance in that national tournament? No, Hickman got hurt, and and they lost. Uh, Kind of just like folded in the fourth quarter, but they were were completely lost without Hickman being able to kind of create for his teammates. It went to a lot more one-on-one. And then, to be fair, once – once uh, Nolan Hickman got hurt, he stopped guarding uh, Ty Ty and was on him a couple possessions. But like it was cool. The, the first half was just like, hey, here's two point guards, kind of similar in the rankings or close to the rankings. You know, both of them think they're better than the other one. Let's see them duel them out. And they were guarding each other, which I always think it's a little fishy sometimes when you'll have like five stars playing in a game against each other at the same position and they won't guard each other. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, like that. Wasn't it was it Tyus Jones who like wouldn't guard Ulysses, but Ulysses guarded him, and it was just like why wouldn't you guard like why wouldn't you why wouldn't you guard him? That's He's kind scared. of that's kind of weird. So it was uh, it was fun to see them match up. Nolan Hickman definitely looked like the better of the two when he was healthy, uh, but then whether he tweaked something or started cramping, and Ty Ty Washington started cramping too, but he was able to come back from that and look perfectly fine. But I was really impressed with Ty Ty. He, 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 it's fun saying his name too. He turned it on in the second half in the fourth quarter and really just went out there and won the game for his team. He, he was named the MVP. I think he had like 22 points, 10 rebounds, five assists. He, but when Hickman was on him in the first half, he started the game, I think like 0 of 8, 0 of 7, something like that. And then he scored five points, but none of them were on Hickman. It was like coming off screens or in transition and even went to the free throw line. So he didn't really have a lot of success when Hickman was guarding him. Hickman's defense impressed me too. I wouldn't say that he's like a Tyler Ulis or even, you know, putting him up with the Nash and Hagans may not be fair, but he'll be able to I, I don't think people are going to be able to get around him because six foot two, he's not like your Andrew Harrison where he's six five, where smaller guards would just be quicker to get around him. Uh and then, as you already mentioned, Roush is linked. So even if somebody is a little quicker or smaller and can get around him, I think his length is going to be bothersome. And like we talked about, he's super fluid, so he'll be able to guard. So uh, I really like Hickman's game. Ty Ty was good, too. He kind of reminded me of, like, an Isaiah Briscoe-ish, where I don't think he's going to take over college basketball as a freshman. 
but he could probably, if he wanted, and, and you know, some could probably disagree about this with Briscoe, but if he wanted to stay in college four years, and I'm sure that he won't, at some point he could be one of the better guards in college basketball in right. time. He'll right. probably leave before he gets to that point, and I don't think so. I don't think he's going to be like an all conference freshman, but he could. He'll certainly be all freshman team. He's a nice player. He's a tough. He's a tough guard too, and I like the fact that he started so poorly. And then just kind of kept going with it, kept going with it, and eventually broke through. So they'll 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 play again today. That's why I was hoping Hickman would win so we could see him play again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but their his high school career comes to a close. No McDonald's All American games. A few other things on Hickman. Yeah. Unless you unless you got well, anything. Uh, I I would just correct you in saying that he I believe he's playing in the uh, Iverson Classic, which they are oh, having that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Good. Yeah. I was thinking they they should have had these all uh, they should have had these all star games and they should have they should have found a way to make all this stuff work and I know people are like oh you, look at all you're risking for for just a silly meaningless all star game haven't these high school kids probably been through enough where like we're getting it seems like we're trending in the right direction more Is and more that- people are getting their shots like. We, if we can do a Geico high school basketball tournament, can't we get you know twenty right. of the best high school basketball players in the country just to scrimmage in front of NBA scouts for a few days? Like that stuff's yeah. important to them. Yeah, so, and it's also like, I mean, not just important to them because they think it's fun and they have a lot of pride, but uh, it's a good chance to stand out in front of two dozen, two or three dozen NBA scouts early on in their careers. Oh yeah, it it, it matters in a big way, and those practices that that's like. NBA scouts, that's their favorite thing to see, maybe until they get their hands on these players at the combine. Because in college basketball, some will go to Gonzaga and play against scrubs. You know, this is like the the next of the next going against each other, and they're actually battling in those practices and trying hard, unlike uh, in the game where it kind of just turns into be goofy. But uh, they did they did a lot of profiles on Hickman during the game, like just talking about how great of a kid in person he is. Mm-hmm. I guess like he helps run this little basketball camp, and he did it virtually, and he, he it was kind of cute. He was like, "Allow me to introduce myself, folks. I'm Nolan Hickman, and just uh, seems like a good kid." So I think Kentucky fans are really going to like him in that regard too. So good player, good kid, lot to really get excited about with Nolan Hickman. I think fans, if you. He will definitely be an impact, uh, or he will make an impact on next year's Kentucky basketball team. But Roush, I still need something else. What's that? I think Kentucky still needs somebody else, and I'll tell you why. Mm. But let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll do that. We need to talk some football. We need to talk uh, basketball. Huge news in the world of college yeah. basketball. Yeah, yesterday was crazy. <laughs> and it was April Fool's Day. Yeah, yeah, everybody was on there, especially in the Roy news. I know everybody kept their head on the swivel. Like, wait, is this serious? It's really, it's uh, weird, weird timing with all this stuff. We'll come back. We'll talk about all of it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. And what exactly are your demands? We need more lemon pledge. With Walker and Roush. We're not responsible for that. You should just bring it from your own home. No. 
Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Sports Roll. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer here on your Friday morning. We appreciate you spending it with us, whether you're listening live or on podcast. If you didn't mind, leave us a rating and a review. Uh, that stuff helps us. And then read some of the other reviews. They're pretty funny. We always say that we're going to read some on the air on a slower news day. Maybe we will, but that certainly isn't today, Nick Roush, because... Nope. If we spent time doing that, I couldn't tell you all about our friends at Car Stuff. Yeah, and that would be a real shame because Car Stuff has the best accessories for your car. I mean, from remote starts and uh, the pimping out your wheels, car audio. I mean, they have a little bit of everything at Car Stuff. Yep, remote starts, auto body supply, wheels and tires, car audio and audio installation. So if you're trying to bump... They are your place to get you bumping. They got anything for your bike as well. Audio parts, bike detailing and repair. And they'll do car detailing too, which is pretty important. Anything for your bike, anything for your car. It's Car Stuff. Follow them, Car Stuff KY on Facebook and Instagram, 5725 Bargetown Road. Or give them a call, 502-39-9554. All right, so finishing up this Hickman conversation, because we eventually will need to move on. we got so many other things to get to, is... The only thing that concerns me, Roush, the only thing, and he'll get he'll get a lot better before I see him play another competitive basketball game. He'll get a lot better. It's hard to even envision where he'll be at that point. His his shot wasn't really falling yesterday, but that's not going to be an issue. I, I really, and I know we've heard that with UK guards before. I don't think shooting will be an issue for Nolan Hickman. I said the same thing for Devin Askew, so I was super, super wrong. I didn't think Nolan. I didn't think Askew would be a great shooter, but I thought if he was open, you'd feel good about him shooting. It ended up being the exact opposite. So hand up, I was wrong. I don't think shooting will be an issue for Hickman. He didn't shoot it well yesterday, but he he will he will be fine in my opinion. Now again, I'm coming off a loss with that prediction the year before, so you got to take that with a grain of salt. But Roush, I just need somebody that can get in the lane which Hickman can do, mm-hmm. but I, I want a finisher. I want somebody that can finish in the paint or can get to the line. I just think John Calipari teams have to have that from their point guard position. They have to have somebody. The only exception was Tyler Ulis, but when he was the lead guard, no offense, Kentucky lost in the sweet, or in the, in the round of 32. They failed to make the Sweet 16. So I think, I think Kentucky needs to find somebody that can take the ball like a running back and get to the rim, and at, at a minimum, get to the line. I still don't think the roster has that yet, and that worries me. That's one That's one big thing we said all year with this past team. That's fine. I think the pieces are going to be much improved across the board with this upcoming team, but I think John Calipari has to have somebody that can get to the rim and finish, or at least get to the line, and I still don't see that on this roster unless I'm just forgetting somebody, and feel free to correct me. Uh, well, I, I would say that if you have a guy like um, like he's going to get a lot of shake comps. Shea shot five free throws a game, not a ton, but he at least had the length to to get to the rim and either finish or get fouled. So if if he has it similar length, and I know you said he's probably not as explosive to where he gets there, I think it'll be. Uh, just enough. I also think that Grady is pretty crafty and will find a way to to draw some fouls as well. Like he he's a guy that 
Um, similar, it, it's why we compared him a little bit to having a fifth year Darius Miller. He's a all right, stop the bleeding, let's get it to Grady. So, um, while you are correct in that, I don't think there's a surefire guy that's going to be able to get the rim in any situation. I do think there are options when you need to get buckets, uh, particularly if Mitz comes back as well. Yeah, I, and and great, and, and I, you know, you can always kind of tell people that can kind of, even if you haven't seen the people play as much, if you look at their stats and how many free throws they shoot, that's that's how you know you've got somebody that's attacking, that's being aggressive, and uh, and most likely trying to go inside and go to the rim. Grady shot over 100 free throws in three of his in the last three years. He's shot. 98 or more each season so 118 his sophomore year 98 his junior year and then 102 this uh or no that's actually working backwards he got to the line less the fewest times in his career this past year so i'm actually working backwards from that well he also played fewer games this year that's true too freshman year 102 good point uh it's about four games, three or four games, somewhere in that range. So he does. So that's 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 better than I thought. That's you know still going against the the competition at, at Davidson and in the A10. But um, I still just want a point guard that can do it, Roush. And maybe I'm being picky. Maybe it doesn't end up coming to fruition. But that's one box that I haven't been able to check yet. I can't check it with Grady. I can't check it with Hickman. I, I still just want somebody that, and maybe it's, it doesn't even have to be like the lead guy, but just somebody that can that can do it, that you know that can get inside and, and try to get to the line. I think Calipari teams depend on it. I'm still nervous about that, but I like you telling me that Grady's going to do more of that than I'm expecting. You're probably right about that. Yeah, good job, Nick. You did it. You did it, Nick. A text on into the show, 502-414-1450. And we'll see. Uh, it does, you, the, the latest scuttlebutt on transfers is that Justin Powell's not coming to Kentucky now, Roush. Oh, that, I mean, that would, that would make sense. Um, and I, honestly, I feel like we got the better version of Justin Powell with Kellen Grady. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about injuries. You don't have to worry about the interconference transfer rule. You don't have to worry about... Um, everybody losing their minds that a Kentucky kid's not playing. So, um, and they're pretty comfortable size, height, weight. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. That's fine by me. One thing that I've seen on on Twitter is that like when Justin Powell gets mentioned, is people debating if they'd rather have him or Mince. And one hilarious argument that I've seen is that you'd rather have Powell because you can have him for more years and Kentucky basketball needs the stability. No, no, no. So don't bring somebody back because you want the program to have more stability. People, <laughs> people, people not like hear themselves when they when they say that stuff. Uh, bringing Mints back is stability. That is that is being stable. That is getting more continuity at the position. And Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, had some updates on on some of these decisions. Did you see that? Did you hear about I see, that? I saw the headline. Had, did not read that this morning. Um, so was it good news? Definitely subscribe to the Athletic for Kyle Tucker. First off, it's pretty dirt cheap, and thirdly, if you ever just want to read one of his articles, you know you you you've got your plans for the weekend. So that's the beauty of the Athletic uh, sign up or I was going to say scholarship, but membership. So sign up for it for sure. Uh, Mince, he says that basically everybody's kind of like, hey, another year it would be really good for your professional landscape. Seems like every, even like people 
close to him, supposedly, are all kind of being like, hey, coming back, sounds good, Duke, go back. Like, nobody's pushing him pro, which is seems like that's the first time that that's ever happened in something like this. But Davion himself is just wondering if he wants to keep being a college student. Like, it all just comes down to whether or not he wants to do more classes or just move on to the next chapter of his life. So it sounds like momentum for Mintz is he just needs to be all right with the idea of coming back for one more year, and then it's going to happen. Um, so seems like good, better news with Mintz. So take mm-hmm. that for, for what it's worth. Keon Brooks, uh, it sounded like he's going to kind of go through some of the draft stuff, just hear what NBA teams have to say. But it sounded like he was open to definitely coming back as well. And he's not going to transfer. So that was that was good news too. And then Isaiah Jackson, we got an update on Isaiah Jackson. And Jackson's update was as uh, is that if he's not a lock to be the lottery pick, then they're going to have some tough decisions to make. Which, folks, Jackson's not going to come back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Just, like- we got to we got to quit with this. I know Kyle does unbelievable work, but. Jackson's not coming back, folks. It's just he's not coming back. He's and not coming back. Isaiah Jackson's not coming back. I cannot say it enough. Don't plan on Isaiah Jackson being back because he won't be back. Well, if he's uh, not a lottery lock, we have some tough decisions to make. I mean, he's a lottery lock, right? <laughs> I mean, well, actually, so, uh, most mock drafts don't have him in the lottery. I think ESPN. Like I think ESPN is the only one, and they've got him at ten or right around ten or something like that. But yeah, he he's just behind on a few more, and then there's some like outdated ones that don't have they they've got him like into the first round or not even in the first round. So um, not not a lock to be a lottery pick, but seriously, you're not. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to go over that. <laughs> now, I would love the idea of like him coming back and being like, I want to be the number one pick. Like I want to contend for the number one pick. You're gonna, I want to be a, I want to be a monster on the college scene. Uh, that'd be awesome. It'd be fun to dream of a front court of Damian Collins, Isaiah Jackson, and Oscar Shubway. I mean, that that's just that's nuts. That really is. That that's you'd go back to Willie Cauley Stein, Carl Anthony Towns, and Dakari Johnson to have a front court in the same mold as that. But it's not going to happen. Isaiah Jackson's not coming back. Just. I'm 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 just talking to myself at this point, Roush, because I'm starting to get my hopes up already. Really? Like uh, I don't. Just the idea of it's so fun. You know, you do that from time to time. You just I, think not, about not it. in this case. I don't think. I, like I have thought about Isaiah Jackson coming back zero times. No, and I know, I know he's not coming back. It's just like if he did, though, how cool would that be? You know, like I'm doing that sort of deal, which is dumb. I shouldn't even do it because it's not going to happen. And I know it's not going to happen. But man, the link, the shot blocking. Teams would just have to do half court shots to be able to get over that front court. <sighs> yeah. That's oh. not, not gonna happen. No, it's it's really not. But what did happen though is Kentucky got a big commitment yesterday. Yeah, they really did. Grant Bingham, man. Uh shout out to Scoop uh KRC. Scoop KRC. Uh they got a four star offensive KRC. tackle. It's the second kid from Kentucky to commit, four star kid from Kentucky to commit in a week. And folks, I know that we aren't um, smart. It, it sometimes it takes a special person to really enjoy offensive line highlights. But you you don't need to be some sort of football person to love watching this six foot six, three hundred pound dude just run around and throw people into the dirt. And not just regular guys. In the second highlight of his highlight reel, he's pancaking Travion Longmire 
the four-star guy that committed last week while pulling outside. Like, it's just, he's a lot of fun to watch, man. He's a great athlete for his size. Um, he's a Paintsville guy, so you'll have a good uh, mountain man. And here, here's the thing, too, TJ. There are certain things that just, like, I know that you can't just immediately pencil them in to be a Landon Young and a Drake Jackson, but Kentucky's offensive line, that big blue wall, was built on in-state talent. They produced well. And to have Jagger Burton in this class and then Bingham in the next class is enormous, especially when you have other big out-of-state schools trying to call their name. So, like, Notre Dame pulled back-to-back guys out of Kentucky in 18 and 19, and Michael Mayer was starting as a true freshman last year and caught, like, seven touchdown passes. Kentucky has cleaned up shop for the most part in the state of recruiting, except for going up against like Bama and Notre Dame. They did that in this case, and they did that at position to need. They're going to need two or three in this class to get Bingham is a huge, great start. And now, you know, your eyes kind of turn to Keontae Goodwin and say, hey, why don't you come on board too? And we'll just, we'll make this a nice little two for Tuesday and really keep this big blue wall as a strong point of Kentucky's offense moving forward. What do the football Freddies say about where this class ranks in UK or in Kentucky football history? Not UK's class specifically, but this Kentucky 2022 class. Is it in top five? Is it top 10? Is it maybe one of the more deeper, better classes of all time? Where What are, what are people saying about that? You've got a better idea than I do. So the, the thing is, TJ, is I felt like we said this about the class, I want to say – this year's one that had Dingle and Co. in it, but you really are uh, the the classes in Kentucky are getting deeper. But from a Division One talent perspective, you're probably going to have maybe as many as fifteen, whereas it used to be as many as ten. Uh, go Division One route with almost all, with probably ten of them at the Power Five level. So. Mm-hmm. I will say that it is de- there, and there's also more top end talent too. When you got Wimsett, Dinky, Bingham, uh, and then Longmire, who's highly regarded by a lot of services as well. And then I'm just including Goodwin in this case. So like that's basically five right there. And yeah. you, you normally don't, you normally don't get that. I think UK's pitch for this class, and they're already doing a good job, so they certainly don't need to hear it from me. Is like they they need to start. And maybe the big dog's already doing it a little bit because he talks about beating Georgia and whatnot. But, like, label this as the homegrown class that's going to get Kentucky to the SEC championship game. Like, you know, so at the beginning of the Stoops era, Roush, when Kentucky was recruiting, they were kind of recruiting on promise of, like, hey, you're we need you to lay the foundation. We need you all to, like, start this thing. And then you had JoJo Kemp and doing getting crazy in interviews and all that fun stuff. Like uh, kind of recycle that, but be like, all right, there were the 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 Kentucky kid, and I know JoJo Kemp wasn't a Kentucky kid, but the Kentucky kids that laid this foundation at the beginning of the Soups era. Now it's time to to open up shop. Like you, you the the building's built, the paint's finished. Open up, come on inside and see the SEC East champion Kentucky Wildcats. That would be my pitch to them because. You, it's it's fun. It's been really fun seeing this thing grow, and it's been fun watching it, and it's been fun Kentucky just consistently being able to use a very cliche recruiting term, but close the border. Uh, yeah, you're right. Alabama is going to get who they want. There's 
we talked about it to start the show, but there's this weird Catholic footprint in Kentucky for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You, anybody that's Catholic can probably tell you somebody they know that's a Notre Dame fan. That's just the way that our parents were raised, and they raised some of their kids that way. So, yeah, you're going to lose an occasional guy here or there, but for the most part, Roush, uh, Kentucky's batting average of Kentucky kids in the Stoops era would be the best baseball player in the history of baseball. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, that's historic. It would be kind of historic. Did I lose Roush or did Roush lose me? He hasn't been shy about that. Um, I also think that to an extent, they're not just going to pitch this to UK guys. I mean, one of the commits is from Michigan right now. He's a four-star guy. They're in really well with his four-star wide receiver teammate. Uh, They're down in Georgia with a couple of top 200 guys, one of which was a five-star. So, they're not selling themselves short, but they do want to start in Kentucky and work their way out, as one texture will put later on. Having a strong foundation with the talented Kentucky kids can really help build momentum to where you can rack in some of the, the better uh, kids from out of state. And I I feel yucky every time I do this, but folks, if you like what you're seeing and how the hell could you not, buy season tickets, show up to games. Then that's the that's you gotta just fans have to control the things they can control. One, don't be a nut on the internet. Uh, sadly, too many UK fans can cross that off their list for basketball. But okay, football we're doing all right. And then two, get to the games. These kids want to play in full stadiums. They they want to feel like they are superstars. And when you have seventy thousand or sixty four thousand, however it is, screaming. The teams that Kentucky that we want UK to compete against as a program, they're having full stadiums. They're having wild atmospheres. They're having big parties. We need to do the same. We just, Kentucky fans have to. That's the next step. You got to control the things you can as a fan. Got to show up. If you want this program to move in to be a consistent top 20, top 25 football program, you, that, that's the that's the next thing, Roush. So I hate well, doing it because particularly- it's not like I'm being paid to tell people what to do or do all that, but it needs to happen. Yeah, that Missouri game, uh, having a sellout's important for that one. <laughs> I mean, it really, because that'll probably be the first time that we can have a have that vibe back in two years or so. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's do it too, Lars. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll probably maybe crack the seal on the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Keep them rolling in. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Yesterday, he had two horses in the stakes race. It was a one-two race between both of them. They end up losing at the end. And, okay, that's bad. That's rough. But, you know, losses happen. There's only two horses and they both lost? With Walker and Roush. The two horses were doing very well. Oh, okay. And I had one of them. It would have been a big win. But instead, gotcha. he comes in second, loses by length. <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Action Sports Radio. 
961 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. It is not going to be as cold this weekend as it was yesterday. That's the good news. But the ground may be wet. It's still going to be a little chilly out there. Go hit up Bobby Cook this weekend. Bobby Cook Golf Academy, he does lessons, one-on-one instruction. He will get you better. You could pick one specific part of your game and say, I just there's something with my chipping that I can't figure out. He will get it fixed for you. I cannot keep my drive straight. He will get it fixed for you. Even if it's putting, Bobby Cook can do that as well. Anything and everything, and he's going to give you a copy of the lesson as well, so you'll basically have it for life. That way, if you forget something or you, you slip back into your old habits, three months down the road, boom, you watch that bad boy again. It's like you get the lesson all over again, and you won't get better prices for lessons than Bobby Cook as well. Check them out, bobbycookgolfacademy.com, or give them a call at 812-913-4415. You know who's going to have more time to go to Bobby Cook? Oh, Roy Williams announced he's retiring yesterday, um, which doing a retirement on April Fool's uh, had many folks curious, but Roy confirmed it. It was an official press release from North Carolina. It also makes sense, too, because they've been backsliding the last two seasons uh, with 2019 being – his worst ever. Um, I mean, he's been coaching 33 years, had a hell of a one, won three titles with UNC, and I'm, he never won a title at Kansas, but I'm sure he went to a Final Four or two during his time there. But O'Roy is hanging it up. Uh, oh, yeah. The, they, they lost to Carmelo Anthony in the 2003 championship game. Okay, and that would have been that, his last season at it, Kansas, right? It was, yeah. That's when they got that like famous interview and kind of you know speculating about the UNC job and oh Roy, you know he could he could have such an attitude. He is so fiery that one, and he was like, I got a guys, in, I got a group of guys in there just work their tails off, and you, know, you want me to answer about that job? Come on, come on, you know, he kind of did that sort of deal. Yeah, well, the thing that's cool about Roy Williams is that he's only four basketball generations removed from the founder of college basketball. So James Naismith coached Fog Allen. Fog Allen coached Dean Smith. Dean Smith coached Roy Williams. <laughs> and 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 you have guys that Roy Williams coached that are in the NBA or like they're they're 20 year olds. You have 20 year olds directly connected to the founder of basketball from you know almost 150 years ago. So that's pretty remarkable that lineage, how it's kind of gone straight down the line. And that's why North Carolina fans, they love having a North Carolina guy there. If they hire one of their own, I'd hope it ends as hilariously as it did the last time when they hired Matt Doherty and they were terrible for, I mean, they were terrible with like really good talent too. And Roy came in and almost immediately won a title with like Sean May, uh, Felton and McCants. So please hire Hubert Davis, please. I, I think Roush they're going to. Like, I, I, I 100, I don't know if it's going to be Huber David. It's going to be either him or Wes Miller. Yeah, Wes Miller, I think, would make more sense because he's been a head coach for almost eight years now. I know, but like, um, but it's wet. They're hiring Wes Miller. It, it literally would be the equivalent of when Travis Ford was at St. Louis. Is, is he at St. Louis currently? Yeah, he's the same as currently, but this is like he stepped down from Power Five, though. He was at Oklahoma yeah. State forever. I forget where he was. He was UMass before then. Well, it's so it's not it's not as good as a comparison. If Travis Ford had started at St. Louis and had like done well there, not super well, but solid for St. Louis expectations and standards, 
and then being like, all right, after Calipari retires, that's our guy. I'd be like, wait, n- w- hold on. Wouldn't we want to see Travis Ford do this at like a bigger place, like somewhere that is a little bit more competitive? And that's exactly what it is with Wes Miller. He could be good. He could end up being great. He could end up being the no-brainer, awesome hire that UNC, that, that, that they just knew it all along. But he could also be Billy Gillespie. He could suck. You have no idea. He, he, the big stage could get to him. He may not be able to get like the best of the best. And then if he, his recruiting strategy that he does at UNC, what is it, Greensboro or whatever it is? Yeah, or, UNCG, yeah. It may not work. It may not translate over. So, like, if you're UNC, if you're Duke, if you're Kentucky, if you're Kansas, those four schools, you get a sure thing. And if you don't, then eh, things could get a little could get a little dicey. Billy Gillespie wasn't a sure thing. You knew how that worked. Calipari was a sure thing, and we've seen how that's worked. So that that would be a super underwhelming hire if I'm a UNC fan. Yeah, well, I get it. I, I get it. Do you, he's, he's, go would on, you sorry. rather have the for for me? Would you rather have the uh, Would you rather have the guy who's only been an assistant for you, who was just player, ESPN analyst, but assistant for ten years, or a young guy with experience and is coached in the NCAA tournament multiple times? Uh, yeah, I definitely would rather have Wes Miller than Hubert Davis. I'm not. Yeah. I just would. I would rather go get somebody good. I'd go. Ooh. I'd want. I'd want Nate Oates. I'd want. What's it, funny too is when Pat Forty made his like list of who UNC should go get. It was like Brad Stevens, you know. <laughs> Which wouldn't it be funny if Brad? Like I don't want this to happen, but wouldn't it be funny if Brad Stevens went to North Carolina the year that Indiana had a coaching vacancy? Wouldn't if you're Brad Stevens? Wouldn't you much rather coach UNC than IU? I mean, no offense. I get oh the, yeah, and you Z- don't have the pressure from being in Indiana. Like Z- Zionsville is closer to Bloomington, obviously, but that may be it. May be a good thing to get further their way i don't know uh <laughs> it's not like chapel hill is some backwards terrible place to to live but yeah wouldn't you rather i like yeah I, you get the hell out of here you'd be thought of as like this savior and if you just had like one bad season people would would lose their minds if i'm unc i probably really would call billy donovan I don't think I don't think I think Billy Donovan is worth a phone call. And for the love of Pete, we need more time to talk about this because we need to go to our hour break. But you all stop bringing up Jay Wright and Mark Few. For- <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man! Like Pat Forty, you're smarter than that. Don't Seriously, even put those people did, on the list. He did it multiple you, times. <laughs> hell, like Mark Few is old now. He's, yeah, he's not, almost 60, or he yeah. is 60. Let me leave the Pacific Northwest to go to Chapel Hill for my final eight seasons. What? Yeah. what? Jay Wright, who's won multiple titles. Yeah. Like, why would he leave? Let me leave my hometown where I've built this into, like, I'm going to be king. They're building a statue of me here to go coach UNC. Stop putting, they're not going to Kentucky either. Mark Few and Jay Wright. Jay Wright's already turned down Kentucky. He ain't going to UK. So whenever Calipari leaves, Don't even waste your breath with those two people. Brad Stevens seems pretty damn comfortable in the NBA, so I wouldn't consider him either. Billy Donovan, I just I feel like he's worth a call just because things didn't really work out the way he wanted in OKC. And maybe maybe he's looking for like a top tier job just to transition to. But even him, I I don't I don't think he would even do it. NATO should be these big jobs first call, but I love it. Keep him at Alabama because I think Kentucky could take him there. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Donovan too, the thing that got him at Florida. Because he had all that success and still nobody cared. 
they would care <laughs> at North Carolina. So uh, I could see it being his way of like, all right, let me get out of the NBA and do eight years in North Carolina before I retire. Try to get one more title. Um, because having three would really put him in a different kind of stratosphere when you're talking about all-time coaching greats, and you would attribute it to more than just one good run. I know he went to more titles. He went to more Final Fours than that Joe Kim Noah team, but right now you just have those back-to-back ones, so he might want to get another one on his resume. All right, uh, there's so much more I, I need to talk about with the coaching searches. We had other big news in coaching. Oh, you, yeah. know, you know what it is, but the, I've got a lot more to say. we got to hit this break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about it. We'll read your text, 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Hour two, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. And just know the weekend right around the corner. Very exciting stuff. Roush, nine years ago today, Kentucky won the men's basketball national championship. Oh, yeah. Great day. Like, Long, spectacular day. It just doesn't seem like it was nine years ago, but that's, yeah, the, thing about, that's the thing about time is it flies. Yeah, and I'm I'm really worried because the jersey that I wore that day it was it was my lucky jersey. No idea where it is. Oh, I know I mean, where mine very is. Very concerned. Very concerned. Yeah, um, I still I know everything I was wearing that day. Uh, don't wear that jersey as much, just because I don't really wear jerseys except for the old pack attack. But uh, I don't wear. Oh, jerseys so the as... Packers are better than the Cats? Is that what you're saying? No, the football jerseys you can just like wear a hoodie underneath them. And um, you wear a hoodie underneath a basketball jersey if you wanted to. I guess theoretically you could. That's a that's a yeah. look for some people. I don't. I I've, I haven't uh, pulled off that look yet. And just 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 calm down. Fun night nine years ago. We need uh, Kentucky to win another national championship. Needs to happen. Yeah, around. that would that would be great. It really oh, would man. be. All right, Roush. I, I've got a. How about story time? I did an appraisal over by your your house. Yeah. Uh, your neck of the woods. Yeah. And? It, was it a great house? W- one of my hundreds of thousands of dollars? One of my few one of my few times where I've had just kind of like an unpleasant appraising experience. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It uh so I we just we got started off on the wrong foot, gosh. The the whole thing. Go and knock on the door. Lay, a couple opens it. They've got like a billion dogs. Dogs are just going bonkers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am introducing myself, just saying, hey, I'm going to start on the outside. Lady goes, no, 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 you start on the inside. Oh. 
Okay. I was like, well, ma'am, normally I start. And she went, did you call me man? Do I look that bad? Do I look that bad today that I'm a man? And I didn't know, I I, I didn't know if I had like maybe accidentally said sir or something like that. Because the guy was talking too. So I was trying to like listen to two people and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so I didn't really say anything. I kind of just like chuckled because I wasn't exactly sure what I had said or if she was actually upset about it. So anyways, I'm talking to the guy and we're just blah. Anyway, so I'm starting inside. They're, you know, that's just, they're telling me how to do my job. I'm starting inside. And I go to the second floor and it's some of the, you know, some of the houses in your neck of the woods, they're not cookie cutters. You know, the, they're all, no, they're, no. All, they're yeah. all, they're all unique in how they were built. So this upstairs is really wonky. And just so you know, in the appraisal con and in, in the appraisal biz, you'll measure the outside and that will get you the first floor. Cause that's the, that's the, that's how the house is. That's the diet, you know, that's the dimensions of the house, but the second floors, there could be some areas that don't, you know, extend all the way with the house. There could be cuts, there could be jags. So second floor you do from the interior, you add for the thickness of the walls. It's a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but I'm doing the upstairs and this is a really wonky house. It's got like weird closets that sometimes go back. Sometimes they don't, they it juts out in all these different spots. It's a hard house to measure. And this lady just, at first I have my little laser measurer and that will like, you know, show the distance between the walls. Pretty cool technology. Also a great cat toy. Anytime there's a cat at the house, I'll just like show it to the <laughs> cat and, and the cat will play with it. But She's like, oh, I, I don't know if I if I want you taking pictures in here. Which first off, I have to that's take your, pictures. Yeah, yeah, like that's a big part of your job. But secondly, she thought my la- my laser measure was a camera, and I was like, well, this is just doing the laser measurements. And she was like, oh, oh, that's pretty cool technology. And I was like, yeah, it is. But the last thing you want is like when you're trying to do all this math and trying to add up these numbers and figure out the people talking to you. <laughs> yeah, somebody over your shoulder looking at the sketch you're drawing on your thing. It was not a good experience. And then um, I, you know, I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, this, it, it, it normally, I was kind of like dropping hints. Like this normally only takes, you know, 10 minutes or so. And she was like, oh, well, you're just in some old, you're in a, you're in a two man house that just, it's a sloppy house. Cause I'm a man. And I just, I finally, I was like, miss, did you, did you think that I said man? I said, ma'am. I said, yes, ma'am. And she's like, oh. Oh, thank God. She was like, I've just had such a bad day. And I was like, here we have some stranger calling me a man. I was just, I just wanted so badly to be like, hey, can you just leave me alone? You Do you need help away? here with the pay and Pam situation? Because I think I can help. Oh, it was ridiculous. It, so it wasn't, it wasn't. They could just smell the stink of linden on you. That's what it was. She did ask where I was from. <laughs> you ain't from around here, are you, boy? And then she asked if I just knew somebody random in Linden. I was like, Linden's, you know, it's not just like three houses in Linden. I was like, she asked if I, I knew somebody. Know. I was like, you know Tiffany Smith? And I was like, no. She was like, she lives in Linden. I was like, oh, I must have just missed her. I know Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Uh, who's yeah, that? She was pretty great. Saved who? by the bell. No, I'm it's terrible at all stuff. right because I'm saved by the bell. Speaking of saved by the bell, um, yeah, I said my father-in-law is retiring today. Imagine if you woke up today and you're like, "Well, today's the last day I ever have to work again." It'd be a weird feeling. <laughs> I, I, I like to be to be honest with you, I can't really even imagine it. No, no, like it's not. It's hard to comprehend. It really is, and like we said, Roy is dealing with that now. It's got to be just spectacular. Um, but Roy's done. He's wrapped it up. 
Uh, Chris Beard, though, he's moving on, and man, did he tick off everybody in Lubbock on his way out the door. The athletic director held a press conference after he accepted a job to go and take the job at Texas, and I just love that everybody on the outside looking in was like, uh, no doy. Like, of course he's going to Texas. But, like, this dude was personally offended that Chris Beard is like, when you sign up to be in a fight and then you go to an in-state school in your own conference, you're just giving up in the middle of a fight? I can't. I just... Uh, frustrated is uh, is a nice way to put it. And it's like, dude, we get it. You you struck gold with Chris Beard, but you really thought that guy was going to stick around in Lubbock? Like, you idiot. Like, know, know who you are, Lubbock, Texas. You, he got you to a national championship game. Congrats. But, like, that, that, you knew that this wasn't going to last. Like, you, you should have known better. It was five fun years. Enjoy them while you can. I felt like I was in the loop yesterday. What? Uh, so, I, I missed all this. So, the AD was, was real butthurt, huh? Yes, he was very big mad. Wow. Um, very big mad. I like he, that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I do. You. I mean, you, you should be mad. But, like, also on the flip side, did he say that, like, Beard left the wrong way or anything like that? Was there uh, any of that? I, I mean, just – I really only saw the, like, minute clip where he was just kind of going on and on about how he was frustrated. But, I, I mean, what, 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 this is how this business works. Like, I just don't I don't know any other way to put it <laughs> like that's that's just this is how things happen well and on the flip side pay him more money than dingus well like, and they did they did give him a contract extension of sorts I haven't seen the uh, that was last year they signed him to a big deal oh, excuse me but I haven't seen the um I haven't seen the figures from what Texas has given him I just can assume that uh they're paying him almost comparable to Sark's pay Right, like they got to be, he's got to be up there in that five million a year range. Probably so. Obviously, Texas Tech doesn't have the money that Texas has, but that—that's the thing. It, it, that's why the AD. It's like, who are you whining to? Are you whining to Chris Beard because what he—he he can't do, he shouldn't do what's best for his family, and really, you should be whining at your donors and your fans for not being able to have enough money to to keep him to stay, because that's ultimately what it comes down to in so many of these situations. He goes to Texas, and Texas is, unless there's something shocking, Roush, Texas is going to win the coaching carousel. And we've seen mm-hmm. them do that before, but uh, they they will be winning it big time this go-around. Uh, Indiana, I already forgot the guy who they hired, Woodson. Uh, forgot his name for a second. And then mm-hmm. UNC is probably going to hire Wes Miller. It's like, think about that. Indiana basketball hire some guy who's never been an NCAA head coach before. I don't know if that – is that accurate? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll that's roll accurate. With that. Yeah, uh, that's accurate. And then UNC is going to hire a guy who's never coached a game of Power 5 basketball. Has he ever won a tournament game? Did UNCG ever win one? I don't know if they won. I just know that they went to two. All right, well, let's just say they didn't win one, and if I'm wrong about that. So UNC is going to hire a guy who's never won a tournament. So Indiana and UNC are hiring guys who have never won tournament games. And Texas is hiring a guy who's been to a national championship. What, like, could you imagine, what world are we in where that's the reality? But that's the reality. Yep, yep. That's what we're in. Uh, I tried looking up the money, too, for Chris Beard's contract. That is yet to be reported on. But Texas only had to pay a $4 million buyout. 
That's that's nothing. <laughs> like, dude, you idiot at Texas Tech. You were paying him five million a year, which is a good incentive to stay. But you have to have a deterrent built into that contract too, because he was one of the highest paid co- coaches at Texas Tech. They at least got that done. But a four million dollar buyout is chump change when hiring a new coach. It just is. Yeah, that's that's just a weird. Like, I get the AD needs to be passionate about Texas Tech and whatnot, and I love it's, I love good uh, jabs and I love rivalries and I love feuds. All that stuff is a lot of fun, but you've got nobody to blame but yourself. But he was making only Jay Wright, Cal, and K were making more money than Chris Beard last year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay well, good for Texas Tech, but but it's you're still Texas Tech. Like that, it doesn't change. You have to recruit to Lubbock versus Texas. It's a lot different. <laughs> like, well, know who you is. Yeah, uh, Austin. But sure, you, I get it. Yeah, you meant, yeah, you meant the right. University of Texas, correct? But, but in Austin, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Let's get to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Let's see where this is going to take us. It I'm sounds gonna, like Nick. Oh, ahead, it yeah. sounds like Nick wants to divorce his wife and marry the Gap and Strahan's teeth. It ended up being an April Fool's joke. That uh, joke, that text made me laugh out loud when I sent it over yesterday, <laughs> Texter. So you didn't get the response from me and like live, but that's because I'd already seen it. But that was a hilarious text. Yes, very. And funny. Uh, it ended up being just an April Fool's joke. Who could have seen that coming? Yeah, nobody. Uh, really like this tech text, Maui Mac. <laughs> Dude, they, uh, those mojitos don't stand a chance. So they'll be there for probably, I don't know, a week, five, at least five to six days. How many mojitos? You got to think of a 12 a day. Let's just say that they're going to be there six days. That's 72 mojitos. I'll take the over. <laughs> oh, man. Texture says, glad to hear you guys and so many other Americans are getting vaxxed. It's a bit of a poop show up here in Canada. I've oh. I've heard that. I've heard that things in Canada are just like getting out of control with the uh, the corona. It's still just anytime our Canadian listener texts in, I'm just shocked that somebody in Canada wants to hear us talk. Like they're, they're, they're I don't know. In Canada, you just mean in general. Uh, yeah, that, that, fair enough. But uh, Canadian yeah. listener, so g- give us a little like background. What's what's the dealio? What what exactly is going on? You know what I bet it is, TJ. All that social, all that socialism medicine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe un- maybe universal healthcare isn't the way to go. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Texter says uh, <laughs> prank idea for Duke's future birthday: gift him a signed picture of Christian Leitner and tell him he was named after the university. Well, I already got the son Christian Leitner picture. Exactly. So you just Which, gotta, now you got to pawn it off on the old Duke boy himself. That reminded me. I have no idea where that is right now. I guess it's at my parents' house in their basement still somewhere. But yeah. Mm. Oh no! Don't lose the Christian Leitner picture. Oh yeah! Oh good goodness! Whatever gracious. you do. Hey, how's how's the sister's baby doing? Uh good. Oh, he's he's cute little baby baby. I mean, you know, just it also makes me feel bad for Duke and for myself that um, that like a year ago we had no idea what was happening to the pandemic, so we had everybody stay the heck away, and they've just got you know, grandparents there making them food and giving them breaks, letting them take naps. Like must be nice having some help with a newborn. Yeah. No, no kidding. Uh, that that's, that's awesome to hear. Is it given Brooke baby fever? No, I don't think so. I mean, we have like, <laughs> we have one, <laughs> but it was, it, it was cute though last night because when Duke was all jacked up on sugar, his cousin, he has a cousin two months younger that, 
is, isn't crawling around quite, quite as much, but Duke just wanted to like climb all over him. It was it was pretty sweet. Oh, that's adorable. Duke's going to be such a hilarious handful because he's going to be so much bigger than like. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, I mean, he's going to be a destructive toddler when he gets to that point. Oh yeah, that's why you said it's it's we, if first two years great, three. Whew, that's <laughs> he's going to be a real real handful, real uh, piece of work. That's going to be awesome. A texter says, "Gotta think this could be K's last year or two. Izzo and Bayheim are on their last leg too. Cow's right." On and off the court, college basketball is changing drastically these next couple of years. And you know what I was thinking to myself when Roy stepped down? Obviously, he's losing a lot of players. There was uh, another one for UNC. I don't know what I don't know what they're up to. Four, five, or six. Uh, it's several. There's there's no denying that. I wonder if he was just like I didn't really want to retire right now. But I, I recruiting's miserable enough as is. I ain't transfer, transfer portals portal. crazy. Yeah. See, no, yeah. seriously, I I could see some of these old school coaches being like, I'm I'm glad to get out when I'm getting out because this is a whole new ball game. Like having to do transfer portals, having to worry about literally losing your entire team. If you just you you could you could have like a bad day in practice, and this group of kids could all take it the wrong way and just decide like, hey, you know, I want to go somewhere else, and they're going to be able to do that stuff. So. I don't. I wonder if if I wonder if that played into Roy's mind at all. Just like this transfer portal is going to be a nightmare. Oh, I'm almost certain it did. <laughs> and I mean, I've, I've I've said on this show several times. I think this will be Coach K's last year for similar reasons. One, they're going to be loaded, and as all these other programs are like struggling and trying to figure out what they're going to do, Duke's just like, yeah, we're going to be fine next year, and they will be. And I hate that, and that's really annoying. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a new wave of coaches retiring, and Cal somewhere on that list. Man, I've got some interesting breaking recruiting news. Oh, okay. this is going to be a huge football recruiting battle. The Wade twins, Keaton and Destin, they are. Uh, Keaton is a top two hundred linebacker. Uh, Destin is a, an athlete that'll probably play defensive back at the next level. They're from Tennessee. They just released their final four: Tennessee, Louisville, Kentucky, Virginia. So. You have Kentucky battling with two rivals for twins that are top 300 prospects in America. So it's Kentucky, Tennessee, Louisville, Virginia. Yes. So this is basically Lachlan McLean Super Bowl. So it's Kentucky or Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Louisville. Kentucky and Tennessee are not going to lose football commits to Louisville or Virginia. I know know nothing about these guys, Roush. This is a very good point. Twins are very exciting. Kentucky football is not going to lose a recruit to Louisville. Tennessee football is not going to lose a recruit to Louisville. And neither one of those schools are going, and neither one of those schools are going to lose a recruit to Virginia. So, um, so great. So we got to, so we're taking on Tennessee for a recruit. How do we stand? Well, I know that in the kit, like when one of these kids, he really took a shot at Tennessee in the last cut. So this is their top four and their top 10. One of them omitted Tennessee from the list. Now, this might have been during all of the coaching wow. change stuff, but so there's at least some sort of friction there with one of them. Um, so I assume it's pretty good. I got to figure out, I don't know who UK's lead is in this recruitment. So I've got to get to the bottom of that to see where the cats stand. But they've been in the thick of it throughout this entire time. So I, I do like that. I like that in the previous top tens, one had Louisville, one didn't. One had Tennessee, one didn't. So Kentucky's uh, a mainstay in, in, in both of them. 
That would what that's who doesn't and and then we can do the and twins and twins. Keep calm. The the Wade twins are coming. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, that's that's very very exciting. A texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. But I do think this will be K's last year. By the way, um, go out in the sunset. Yeah, Sweeney insinuated that Roush was not smart or a good student after Shreeble said he was because of how bad Nick's sports takes are. My gosh, getting really personal, Roush. Yeah, he wouldn't be the first person that was like, wait, you were smart in school? No, come on, be serious. You were valedictorian. That wouldn't be the first time that's happened, but Sweeney can suck it. Uh, He's the king of bad takes, so (laughs) like, I don't... Like get like getting told that I have bad takes from Andy Sweeney is personally like that's a compliment. Like I feel like I'm on the right side of history. <laughs> oh, hey, but you both are on team no fun police with your scheduling philosophies. Oh yeah. Woo woo coming at you. Uh Texter says Rash with the Audible. Oh man. And then a sigh. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> TJ, for allergies, get Claritin D. You're talking to someone who's, I'm not talking to you. You're talking to someone whose spring allergies are an absolute nightmare every season. When I played baseball, I kept Kleenex in my back pocket to blow my nose between pitches. Absolutely terrible. Claritin D is expensive, but the medicine is absolute fire and it works. I've had allergies my whole life. I I, I do think all allergy medicine works uh some do work better than others but yeah, yeah. Clar- claritin d is great I'll, I'll join you on the claritin d train but i, I sometimes will take allegra i've got i've got other things benadryl yeah. at night huge oh yeah yeah that's that's where it's really at um is the benadryl at night but i will say just like i recommended to justin doing the daily nasal spray just really it it makes it so much better not having to just take a pill every time it gets bad like it does a good job of kind of keeping things at bay you know yeah, definitely. Um, and then did you ever like shoot the thing in the back of your throat? Did you ever never, have that? never did that, uh, but I did give myself allergy shots for like eight years probably. Ooh, sheesh. Yeah, yeah. A, text, a texter says, TJ, I understand your take that it's sports. Why not take a shot? It's fun. But at the same time, when you get absolutely obliterated by 30, plus your program at that point just looks so far behind compared to the other programs. If you've always trying to recruit at an actual level, they can't afford to lose by a million, which will happen. Just not a good look for recruiting IMO. That, but that's if you have that mentality, then you're already just kind of in a bad spot as a program. Like if you're like, hey, we're going to lose by 30, then you're probably really not all that good to begin with. So. I get that sentiment. I understand winning is more fun than losing. I won't disagree with that, but you gotta you gotta throw a bone to the fans, allow games to allow them to have games to get excited about. And it's a measuring stick for your program. Now they know what they need to try to be at. They won't be there. I agree that they're going to get smacked around. But I don't think it's like making fun of worthy that U of L is trying to schedule good, enticing, big-time matchups. Of course, they're not big-time, so that's where their issue is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just would never make fun of a program for doing that. Like, that's cool. That's my yeah. whole point. Okay. All right. I got you. I got you. Um, before we – we need to get to a break, but uh, Trevor Keels, the five-star shooting guard, is deciding today. Kentucky's a finalist. He's going to end up at Duke, though, right? I, I think it's – like, it just screams Duke. Like, this is one that Duke – 
doesn't need him as much as other teams may need him. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if Kentucky does, if Mintz comes back and Grady and all that stuff. I'd love to have him. He's a great player. But this just kind of seems one where like Duke steals it, right? Like Villanova yeah. could really use him. Virginia, he'd be like their best freshman recruit maybe ever. And he'd provide an instant offense for for that sorry offensive program. But he'll just end up going to Duke and they'll just be loaded again. Uh, that's that's what I think's happening. Okay. All right. Gotcha. You know, you mentioned today, I believe. Yes, that's today. That's today. That's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. You just brought up Tony Bennett, though. And with all this Roy Williams retiring, I'm wondering if he's going to want to take one of these huge jobs that's opening up. Yeah. Well, let's let's go to that break and we'll come back and maybe uh, give our thoughts on that. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, because don't call Mark Few or Jay Wright, but is Tony Bennett worth a phone call? You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. We'll be back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. No, everybody's out to get me. I'm Trevor. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Act Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas the producer here on your Friday morning. Roush, you are still muted if you are there. Okay, we've got much more to get to. Before we get to, we got a full text line. My bad, Terry. Um, I, I saw a text from Dick Vit- or a tweet from Dick Vitale. He stated that the college games needs a czar and that Roy Williams would be a fabulous czar. And it's in all capital letters. And I just think of every time he said Olivier Sar's name, he called him a czar. Which as czar also like that's the Russian kings that got overthrown by like communists. So like I don't know why we would we like that word so much. Maybe it's just the CZ combination. You just I don't see it often. Oh, I think it isn't it just like king and Russian. That's just how like they're this yeah. translates. So why don't why do we call it czar though? Why don't we just but, call it a college basketball king or president? <laughs> you know, we don't why take we don't take kindly to Kings here in the States. Uh, and, and Dick Vitale, here's something that Roy Williams said yesterday. In today's times, I should say that I'm not retiring or resigning. I'm opting out. That's the most ridiculous phrase I've ever heard. Why not just say I quit? And then he said, I no longer feel that I'm the right man for the job. But, you know, like I, I think part of the annoyance with Roy Williams is just that the times are changing and he just is too old to change with them or just doesn't want to put up with it. He's gone through a lot of changes in his basketball career, obviously. He's seen it all, but uh, probably just doesn't want to keep up with this next one, which is free agency in, in college basketball. And I don't blame him for that, but I, I don't think he'd be the 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 best Olivier Saar to run college basketball. <laughs> would, um, would you agree? I, I, I would agree, especially with the times changing. You don't need just some old old man hickory up there just telling him how things were better back in his day. You need to kind of innovate with the times. Um, but that's what, before the break, you know, we talked about who's going to be the next up. Because you're, I mean, Texer said it, you said it, like these guys 
are aging out. Roy is the first of the old guard to go. Uh, Coach K doesn't have too much longer. Jim Beheim's going to be on his way out. So I, I really do feel like, like when Virginia got mentioned, I feel like Tony Bennett could be a Duke guy. I don't think he's a North Carolina guy, but as comfortable as he might sound like he is, he does strike me as a, as kind of a Duke guy, though. Is that is that crazy? Am I am I off base? Who's that? Who you broke up there just for a second? Who was it? To- Tony Bennett to Duke. I could see uh, him yeah. filling Coach K's shoes. Yeah, but the only thing is, and I I like this about Kentucky, and it's why we need to just and Justin Kalen be the first one to tell us as an IU fan we need to like pump the brakes on the Kentucky kids needing more minutes and all that sort of deal is I like that Kentucky doesn't do the Duke and UNC fart sniffer. We need to keep it in the family. We, and like Tony Bennett's not in the family. <laughs> He's not. No, no. But Duke though, I mean, Kay's been there for so long though, that that's why I don't like, there's no such thing as in the family. Whoa. I think they were trying to set Woj up for that. And he sucked up at Marquette. Uh, Capel. Is three years enough at Pitt of being average? No, I mean you would. That, that's certainly not a good enough hire. So I think they would have to go out of the family. I mean, I, I would want those guys to keep it in house because I think that you're more likely to have failures that way. Now there's off chance that one of those could end up being good. Hey, the Hurleys like are Jawan doing. Howard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. the Hurleys doing well enough? Well, one just got the UConn job. He just started, Bobby. Has It'll Bobby been be to hit. a tournament? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. All, all I'm saying is, it, like, Duke is going to feel the need to try to give it to a Dukey. UNC is already doing that. They're such elitist. They think they're if they hire somebody outside their own little branch, then you, they're, they're all such losers. No offense. But I'm not – but Tony Bennett at Duke would be a great fit. Like, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying, except for the fact that, like, they're going to want to keep it in the family. And that's outside of the family. Uh, but Kentucky, I'm glad that we don't do that stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's why Kentucky has championships decade after decade after decade and not just under one coach. Jim Beheim, he's going to be Syracuse's Bob Knight. Like, they're, they aren't getting anybody. That program is going to be done. So. No, I, I totally – I disagree. I, I I think Syracuse is a good – I think Syracuse is a great basketball – I think Jim Beheim has hurt Syracuse a hell of a lot more than he's helped. I mean that. Yeah, I think he's their entire program. Who the hell wants to go up into snowy Syracuse University for college? Like that place, it's going to go down the toilet as soon as he's gone. No, it, it'll. I think they'll be. I, they'll be happy that uh, they're they they have such a hungry and like passionate and loyal fan base. And what do they do? They play them in a. They put them in a stupid football stadium like, <laughs> for a crappy football team too. It's so dumb. It, like get uh, get an on campus arena. Their campus is beautiful. There's nothing else to do in Syracuse. Their campus is beautiful. Get a, a nice new on campus arena. Get a good coach to come in. And you, you see, like if Virginia can be a successful basketball program, Syracuse has a 15 times bigger fan base than they do. Like Syracuse is a sleep. I wouldn't say sleeping giant because I think they'll. I think their ceiling is tier two, but. I think they could be at the top of tier two if they get the right guy. I've always, I don't know why, I've always thought that like Sarah, like Jim Beheim has just put Syracuse in cruise and it's been going at like 60 miles an hour. So. Mm. 
Uh, suck at Syracuse. You're going to be a dump. I know TJ disagrees, but you're done. You're done after Bayham. Let's get I more text. It. How about let's, that? Let's do it. Uh, oh no, I lost the spot where I left off. Uh, you should invite. Or you should invite me on your party bus, Nick. I love gambling on horses, drinking too much, and I've never been on a party bus. Being a lifelong Kentuckian, let's do it. And that's from Keith. Keith's never. I, I, Keith would strike me as more as a big party bus guy, but I guess he's more of a party playing guy. Yes, he's more of a plain guy. He doesn't travel by bus. Are you kidding me? That's beneath him. <laughs> Texture says, I heard those new Dunkaroos were slaying and slapping like gas can, diesel, fire can, and flames. And with that, I'll never attempt to use those words in the same sentence again on this particular text line. Happy Friday, folks, and suck it, Hoosier Dingus. Wear the mask and bring your damn headphones. Everybody knows the rules. Man, I do like... I, don't stop saying can't cannon gas fire flames diesel those that always brightens up my day you know i can already tell like when you know we move past this covid stuff you're gonna have yeah just like a classic line that you say like when you're kind of with a group of like acquaintances is like isn't it like i i keep forgetting my mask like my face feels naked i'm already sick of it I'm all right. I, I can already, I can already envision that being like the, oh, you know, the, the weather talking point. That, that, that friend is total loser too. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get out ahead of it that I'm already annoyed with people being like, yeah, I still forget my mask. Like anytime I go, I have to check my pockets and everybody's going to say it. It's going to just be nonstop. A texter says, LOL, my brother went to UK in 2010 and had the green dot hoodie. I worry all of college. I I worry all of college. I wore it all of college and it was super comfy. Learn how to text, buddy. It was navy, so it matched with so much clothing. Oh, well, or you were just encouraging people to not be creeps. So I don't remember. Job. I don't that's, remember that's being aware. I don't remember navy green dot hoodies, do you? I remember gray ones, but also yeah, that's what it, I was going to say. Just I, like, how many, how much free garbage did you get from t-shirts, hoodie? Like we got so much uh, free stuff, man. One shirt, that I, one shirt that I wish I still had that I wore so much in college. And I just thought it was so funny was like, you know how they would always get you to try to sign up for credit cards and stuff. And as if, you know, college students needed more debt and all that fun. You remember, but they'd give you free stuff. Yeah. Like, like you're talking about the first few weeks of each semester. I got a shirt and it said, it was like a fraternity shirt, but it said IOU. And I just thought it was so funny. It was, it was like the, it was the Greek letters. Good right, stuff. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Great stuff. One might even say a texter says, what's your opinion on betting the MLB? Stupid or no? Uh, stupid. I just know too, too few numbers. I need more points scored for me to feel comfortable betting. Cause then I can feel like they can come back. I don't, I don't like betting like that or soccer. There's just not enough points for me to, Oh, well, you won't have to worry about betting on the Steelers, I guess, next season. Oh, you can suck it, pal. My guy. Hey, guys. Podcast listener here. No Chick-fil-A doesn't have the spicy biscuit on the menu, but they still serve it. Well, at least they do here in Lexington. Had one last week with pepper jack cheese. What? Anyways, keep up the good work. And can we get some more uncensored podcast shows on the Patreon? Yeah, we, we will get some more of those. But you can still order. I didn't think they even cooked spicy chicken pieces of spicy chicken in the morning 
Well, this will lead us into Salsaritas, but that's why I love ordering on an app is because like the the options, you can just get real weird with what you want to do. And I wonder if this person ordered on their app and just like saw this spicy chicken biscuit or whatever, because you can on, on their, you can create stuff, you can add, you can put stuff, you'd be shocked on some of the stuff you can do with your creations on the app. Highly recommend it if you're doing your ordering. The play at Chick-fil-A, especially if the line's stupid long, is pull into one of those spots, order on the app, and they bring it out to your car, and it's usually faster than if you just wait in the drive-thru. And you don't have to talk to anybody, and that's always great. And then you can do the super weird fun stuff with the combinations. It's great, Roush. And yeah, they've mm-hmm. got pepper jack cheese. You can put that stuff on. Uh, I get, I get, we'll get like a grilled chicken sandwich with pepper jack cheese. Always good. I wish they... People don't melt pepper jack cheese as much on sandwiches. It's kind of a mistake. People need to. Uh, I, I had a I recently had a burger and I had pepper jack cheese on, and they didn't. They hardly even melt it. That, that, that's one complaint. Just a little side note. Um, but we'll get you more Patreons. The issue today is Hoosier Dingus is gone. Roush is mm-hmm. in Ohio. I'm here, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep them coming. We have fun doing them. It allows us to just talk about something completely random. <laughs> And not feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah. Especially like uh, vaccine passports. What was that? Yeah, vaccine passports. Oh, gosh. CNN mm-hmm. had this clip, Roush, just to get into politics for like two seconds. And it was basically just this doctor that like didn't realize what she was saying, but basically was just like, if we let people do stuff now without getting the vaccine, how are we not going to be able to let them do stuff? And it was like, uh, oh, ooh, that's not. I don't think you. I don't think that came off maybe the way you're intending, <laughs> or it came off exactly how you were intending. Bum, um, bum, bum. Yeah, but we talked about vaccine passports on the Patreon. Looks like Duke is going to get Trevor Keels yet another swing and miss by Calipari against Coach K. <laughs> no, suck it, Plumley. I will say this though is that like UK, you got into this, you got into the game so late. Did you re- did you ever really feel like you had a chance? Because Normally they don't do that. If they don't feel like they have a chance, they won't put themselves through the ringer. What, what you know? What happened here? Because it never really seemed like it made any headway whatsoever. Right. Yeah. I don't. Don't really get it. Which uh, is a little disappointing. Also, why would you take so long to get in on the action? You know. That, that that's a better question too. Yeah. What yeah. this kid is good. He's a he's a good basketball player. Why why what was the delay? Like who else did you think you were getting, or what else did you think was going on? Now. Let me ask you this. Would you rather have Keels or one more year of Davion Mets? Uh, I, so basically, I, like, would you like – I mean, it's basically just a ceiling question. Like, do you think Keels hits his ceiling? If the answer to that question is yes, you take Keels. If you, or do you just take the, the safer option with Mints, which, knowing me, I'd take the safer option of Mints. That's, you're getting a proven, you know, 10 to 13-point score in college basketball that's seen it all versus a freshman who's been playing the last year and a half during a pandemic, which you don't know what that does to development – Hello, BJ Boston. So I would take Mints, but you know, if you think Keels is going to be a, a a real good player, then you probably go with Keels. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with the bird in the hand more so than the 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 one in the bush, just because the we devil know what we know. got. Yeah, exactly. What other what other fun sayings can we get? We can come up with some. Uh, Grass ain't extra... always greener. Yes, exactly. Would you rather play a round of golf with Tiger or play a game of basketball with Michael Jordan? Golf with Tiger? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and the thing Play a is, game of basketball with Michael Jordan. What are we both just gonna uh, know, be exhausted after five minutes? What, like, what, what do you yeah. mean? 
Just yeah, I think you mean shoot hoops, but even then, what I want to just embarrass myself in front of the greatest basketball well, player ever. And the thing is, is neither of them would be a, a ton of fun just because they're so hyper competitive and serious. Like I would much rather have somebody who's going to, you know, uh, unbutton the top button, if you will. I feel um, like you're personally attacking me there. Yeah. What, am, what, what? am I not fun? I'm pretty competitive. We we always have a few money holes when we play golf. No, but I mean, they're like so they're so hyper competitive. They're not even a joy to be around. Now, I think Tiger would relax on the Ooh. golf course. I thought they were going to ask, "Who would you rather play golf with?" Um, no, no. Well, that that's a uh, we could do that question too if you wanted to. I, I would easily go Tiger Woods though because he could give me pointers on golf. That'd be great, and yeah, we could just talk about I everything. I don't think Tiger Woods could even help my golf game. So, yes, he could. are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah. it would be it would be fun to like. So, uh, MJ, you want to throw some money on closest to pennies? Like, yeah, $10,000. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was thinking just drop a five down. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it, it, MJ would. But, hey, you could probably have some better shots here or there than MJ. Not He'd obviously beat your butt. But, yeah, uh, no, I'd definitely go Tiger. What's your favorite ideal temperature? It's a good question. Probably 68 degrees. You know, I had 68 in my head, too. How about that? Oh, TJ, wow. you strike me as the guy who would face guard someone and pick up basketball. That dude that just takes it way too seriously like it's life or death. Do I play defense in basketball? I do play defense in basketball. Um, and secondly, it, you are having me recycle the same take every time now that, yes, I am a competitive person during basketball games. But no, I don't take it like it's life or death. But if you're if you're keeping score, you may as well win. Man, somebody uh I was sharing pictures of that celebration after the 2012 title, and somebody has me, they're like, Oh, so you're the guy in this picture, and they cut it out for classy reasons, but I'm in the foreground of a picture of a woman with bare chest. So um <laughs> funny how funny how it's a small world after all. Oh wow. So that's uh I wanna <laughs> like, oh so you're the sweaty guy with the hat on here in front of the woman who took her shirt off. <laughs> here you can oh there you go. <laughs> oh you don't look sober. Uh well the thing was that I, I I I really didn't get that drunk because I was so nervous. Like I, I even the nervous drinking didn't do it. I was sweaty and just exhausted from celebrating. Um but if I'm in that picture, I'm also in the Cadon State picture. You know, I've just got a na- I got a nose. You're, for the you're, you're in the you're in the Cadon State picture. Yeah, I'm in the Cadon State picture. It's, I feel I feel like a that's like that's a real legend right there. Being in the Cadon State picture. In every important breast picture in U.S. <laughs> history, you can actually see Roush somewhere in the background. Yeah, uh, when Tommy Lee honks the horn, uh, a young baby Roush is in <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> so. <laughs> Some would say Roush himself is just the ultimate boob. <laughs> um, Texter says, Matt Washington has the worst McDonald's within a 200-mile <laughs> radius. I'd put my life earnings on it. Wow. Suck it, Bullet East Beast. Oh. <laughs> hey, uh, didn't Bullet East lose yesterday? They did. They did. They lost to McCracken County. Wow. Six region just <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah, Ballard plays uh, Bowling Green today. Looking forward to seeing how that game unfolds. That this is would you consider this like Ballard's last real hurdle to the state championship, most likely? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do. They also are doing the classic two games in one day thing. 
they're, they're changing it back to the old ways because of COVID stuff. I don't know why they just couldn't get rupt for Sunday too, but whatever. Uh, I, so tomorrow will be that, that, that'll be fun. Real testament of will, uh, if you will, trying to get three wins in two days. Texter says, took about a month or so off of listening, and Trevor's gone. What happened? And now we have this Hoosier or Hoser. Justin, a reasonable Indiana fan who seems to always be on time and show up every day. Well, except for today. That role took a complete 180. Anyway, has been trying to improve my sleep hygiene and listening to podcasts to go to sleep instead of television. And just wanted to give a shout out to Nick. Your velvety smooth voice is my own personal nightly ambient cocktail. Well, you're certainly welcome. I use Bob Ross as my personal ambient, um, but so I'm happy I can be in the same stratosphere as the wonderful artiste. Uh, but you're most welcome. We actually invited Trevor on to the show today. He said he set his alarm, but you know. Well, and I told Roush because like Roush texted me about 10 minutes before the show and he was like, hey, I told Trevor he could come on. He said he's going to set his alarm and join us. So, uh, you know, I guess he's going to join us. And I, uh, I was like, it'd be nice if we could, you know, promote this stuff because people do like hearing from Trevor when they can. And if you're on Patreon, he had a 45 minute movie review. Goodness gracious, Trevor, give it a rest. But he had a he had a 45 minute movie review. So you are hearing him on the Patreon a little bit more. But the point is why we can't promote it, Roush, because he never shows up. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we, just, yeah. we can't we can't do it. Uh, so maybe someday. Maybe maybe someday. maybe one day. Uh, one texter says uh, the hollow bunnies are the answer. Now those hollow bunnies are really good. Uh, another texture says big time football commitment yesterday. There's a couple more in state guys that it'd be nice to see Kentucky at. If I was an in-state guy looking to stay home, we're coming sooner rather than later. Make that recruiting class look better. Trying to attract more out of state talent. Not a bad point. Not a bad point. Texture. Texter says, Roush complaining in another podcast about TJ being mad at him for not teasing scoops. Like a married couple brings me to my next question. Roush, can you rate your bromances in order? TJ, Luckett, Freddie, the KSR boys, go. You were talking smack in another podcast? I can't listen yeah. to all your stuff, so why don't you just say it to my face, buddy? Yeah, well, suck it, Terry. There you go. Take that. What were you complaining about? Well, no, because... Uh, <laughs> Because when I, I I like shared scoop on the show and you're like, Roush, you gotta you gotta tease that up a little bit. And you know me, I'm bad at like sharing my scoops. I I I'll I'll sneak those in, but then I'll tease up stuff that does not deserve a tease. So you know, just bad radio in general. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just bad at it. <laughs> uh, you've never been a good teaser. All right, yeah. What's your what's your ranking? You give the texture what they want. Don't let me down. Uh, Brooke one, uh, Duke two. And that's all that matters. Wow. So that means I'm... Uh, Your Trump change, pal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, texture says, no one comp, a mix between you, Shay and Euless? Yeah, it's obviously super generous. I mean, if he is that, then that's great. But I think the style is of that. To, it can, to the level, we'll see. But style, sure. Uh, Shea was a good finisher at the rim, though. And Euless wasn't great around the rim, but he was such a good shooter. I think Hickman's yeah. going to be. I think Hickman will be a really nice shooter by the time it's all said and done. But he he is such. I, I really can't stress it enough. His passing, it's better than Shea's. I it, it's, Darren Fox. I think it's better than. 
Ulysses was a freak, but Hickman will have some similar, you know, the top passers in our lifetime at UK, who would we say? Rondo and Ulysses, probably. I don't think I, I don't yeah. think Hickman, I don't think Hickman's too far off that. Nice, nice. Okay. Good good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, I like this texture's point. On men's in general, if you are Watto and went to Kentucky last year, I would feel like you would want a, a redo. All those kids got the crappy Walmart brand clothes version of Kentucky. Looks decent, but falls apart quickly and isn't what it presented itself to be and just leaves you disenchanted. They deserve a full or close to full rup in a regular year. Or on the flip side, Davey, I'm meant to be like, wow, if we stink again, these fans like may literally like burn something. Oh, like, wouldn't be the first cause, time. Because, you know, it has it was a rough year. It was a rough year to be I mean, it, like, again, they're getting they have a lot of nice perks. I get all that. But I'm sure their mentions were just horrible. Like, I'm, I'm sure like anytime they wanted to get on social media, they were probably seeing something negative about themselves. But I, but I'm just playing devil's advocate there, Texter. I totally agree with you. Like, and if I'm Cal and I'm recruiting him back to Kentucky, which I hope Cal is doing, I would say that. I'd be like, dude, you had games where you just went bang, 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 bang on threes. You'd have Rupp, a full Rupp, like literally the roof about ready to burst off that place. Come back, play on a good team, get an NCAA tournament experience. We're going to make a deep run. Let's rock and roll. Uh, that's what I'd be telling them. I hope they do that. Uh, another texture says, y'all are talking about how everyone needs season football tickets. Well, I just renewed mine, and they're actually cheaper this year than ever before for me. Only $199 for third row upper deck. I've spent more than that for a mama. couple of games on resale sites previous years. Wow, that is cheap. That's Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I get it. Not everybody can buy season tickets. Not everybody. All right, so if you can't buy season tickets, then try to go to as many games as you can. I, I would guess tickets would be available. Okay, if you can't go to any games, I understand that. Everybody's situation's different, whether it's financial, social, where you live. There's a million different reasons why you wouldn't be able to go. Then so, you know, support the team any way that you can because that's how the, these things can grow organically. It really can just come up from nowhere look at grand canyon basketball like now they're one of the better like tiered mid-majors not one of the best mid-majors by themselves mm -hmm. but they've turned that something just because people started showing up and going to games roush it really <laughs> right. can it really can be that simple yeah yeah <laughs> weird how that works if yes. you build it they will come Absolutely. um one texture says travis ford is a younger than kenny payne and has okay success i think ford would be a good hire for several power five programs well that's some power five programs but not all like and Kentucky is definitely not one of them. Yeah, and the th and, and the thing is, like I I wasn't trying to knock Travis Ford or anything like that, but it's Kentucky schools like Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, and UNC. Every time they should hire a proven head coach, not like we think this guy is going to be great. Uh, it should be we know this guy has already been proven to be great. That's how it should work. That's why the Billy Gillespie hire was not good. You were taking somebody that you're like we think he's going to be amazing. And in reality, he was. A nightmare. Mm -hmm. Texter says, TJ, do you know Jimmy Barry? He lives in Linden. No, mm -hmm. don't know. Don't know old man Barry, unfortunately. Well, if he knew lived in the South End, I might know him. So. Linden, pretty big place. Beard uh, was making six and change at Tech. He was the third highest paid coach in the NCAA behind Cal and K. Well, that was that was going to be next year or something. Like it was going to go up, but yeah, he was making good money. Damn good money. 
Yeah, it surprised it surprises me to learn that. Texter says, was playing co-ed kickball league one time. You kick guy girl, guy girl, playing in a pretty heated game, and a manly looking woman came up to kick. My wife from the outfield started yelling that the two guys can't kick back to back. Oh no. It was really awkward when the lady had to inform everyone on the field that she was indeed a woman. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, oh my god that would be so awkward oh man let your wife know though everybody has foot and mouth moments i seem to like major in them so uh it happens to the best of us and that one is absolutely hilarious Hmm. texas waited until april 1st to hire beard on april 1st beard's about dropped by five million dollars aha so is that a a landline ringing in the background oh yeah they've still got landlines here oh my gosh What, what are you what did you go in a time warp Oh yeah, this is 1999. Oh my goodness gracious! We're gonna the internet. We're gonna hear. <laughs> Texter says, "John here. Happy Good Friday morning in Jesus's name." Hey guys, don't forget to have some fun this weekend. I will try and watch some baseball. I wonder if you and C will have the setbacks, and if so, how long will they last? Which big name coach will be the next to retire and be let go from? their program we'll got to go talk to you later yeah i'd lean bayheim will be that bam and bay bayheim and k i think are they've got one more year if that i could see bayheim just hanging it up anytime anyways but uh good question so buddy's done was this buddy's senior year i think so but i could be wrong about Uh. that but uh john you have a good weekend too Batcats got smacked last night they they actually fought hard it kind of came unraveled there in the eighth inning but they fought. They lose game one at Mississippi State. They had to. Their starting Friday night pitcher had to has injuries, so they had to put a backup in to begin. And he got in some big trouble early on, but was able to get out of it. I think that will actually be a big learning moment for him. But uh, they lose game one. Game today and tomorrow were the bigger games. Those were the more realistic games to win, anyway. So just get one. That's all I'm hoping for. Just get one. And then Auburn, who UK swept on the road. They beat number two Arkansas yesterday. So maybe Ooh. that Auburn, maybe, you know, that we should look at that Auburn win a little bit. But they UK fought yesterday. I was kind of actually proud of the way they played, even though they got beat 8-1. But the, the offense was terrible. This offense, they need to step it up. But just win one. One of the next two, Roush. Go back, Caps. Woohoo! TJ is bending the knee to K at better recruiting than Cal, finally. That's exactly what I was doing. A texter says, Mike White is literally in the family. His dad is the AD at Duke. Could you see a guy like Mike White at Duke? Please. He stinks. Get him to Duke. They would be terrible for a while. He's been, he has been such, uh, he's been just good enough to disappoint Florida fans. I mean, that dude stinks. But I, I don't think Mike White has a connection to K. I think it's going to be like the K family. And by the way, Roy said that he wants somebody, he wants like a UNC guy to take over. So, one, there's already this feeling that you want a UNC guy to begin with. Two, now you got the Hall of Fame head coach saying, like, yeah, I do want a UNC guy to replace me. They're going to hire Wes Miller, folks, and it's not going to be a great hire. And I think Duke's going to do the same thing, but it'll be a K guy. And you're right, Roush. I don't know which one jumps out on the page and off the get-go, but it's hilarious move from those programs, and I hope it does nothing but set them back for decades and decades and decades to come. But, no, I don't think Mike White would go to Duke, but if he did, yeah, go ahead, by all means. It'd be awesome. Duke can't coach. I don't know what this texture is trying to say because there's a lot of words that just aren't there. But they're saying if Grady scores 17 points a game, is 
Is that team so potentially I, I, good? I, th I think what he's asking, that, that text that has a lot going on there, but I think what he's asking, or they or him or she or whatever, uh, is asking is if Grady averages 17 points on UK, is that a good thing or a bad thing next year? Probably and bad. I, no, I think it's a bad thing, yeah. Yeah. I think that probably you, means that you like literally don't have offense anywhere else, and if you don't have offense anywhere else, it's not going to be a good year. So we don't want Grady great. to average seventeen. Uh, we want you know twelve. I think could be a great thing. You know, yeah, if he sure. aver if he averages twelve, other people do as well. That could be nice. But I tell you what, Hickman's going to set up a lot of people. Like I would, if I were a guard, if or if I if I was anybody, if I was a basketball player, I would want to play with Nolan Hickman because he's going to get you in a good spot, and all you're going to have to do is just knock down the shot or finish a layup mm -hmm. or finish the slam. So it's going to be fun. Roush, anything this weekend we need to let people know about? To have a great, fun, happy Easter weekend. Enjoy it. Oh, it sounds like we got dumped, by the way, during the show. Huh. That's all. That's always good fun. Everybody have a good weekend. Happy Easter. We'll see you on Monday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Roll Big X Sports Roll. Radio.